This fourth Sunday in Advent, we light four candles. We light the fourth candle as a reminder that there's no greater power in this world than love. Through this community, we can become a blessing to one another. Our love is magnified and lives are changed. 
we can hardly wait any longer for the wonder of love to be revealed. May we risk enough to become vulnerable and welcome holy tenderness. The love of God with us does not come as mere feeling or sentimental fluff. Love cannot be imposed from on high. Love is our greatest commandment, tending tenderly to God, to other and to self. The love of God with us is love in action, radical practices of love, redistribution of resources and risks, solidarity with those most exposed to threat, hospitality to refugees, migrants and strangers, caring for those we've been taught to despise or fear. This love is fierce and tender. It defies the unjust and flattens hierarchies. The love of God with us is collective, liberating us from deadly alienation. Love is gestating in darkness. It comes unexpectedly. Love invites our expectation and demands our participation. Prepare the way for love enfleshed. May love be birthed among, within and through us this Advent. O come, O come, Emmanuel. For these words by Megan Visser and Anna Bladel, words for the fourth Sunday in Advent when we light our Advent candle for love. These words welcome all who have gathered on Zoom for our special Christmas carol service this morning. Welcome to regular members of the congregation, to friends and visitors, also anyone who might be listening into the podcast or watching this service on YouTube at a later date. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jane Blackhall been a part of this congregation for 22 years and now I'm serving here as ministry coordinator. If anyone's with us for the first time today a special welcome to you. Hope you find something of what you need this morning. If you're looking for a sing-along you're definitely in the right place this week. Please do hang around afterwards for a chat if you'd like to say hello or drop us an email during the week. You might try coming to one of our small group gatherings. These are a good way to get to know us better in between Sundays. And if you're a regular, thanks for all you do to welcome all those who come. Every single one of us has a part to play in co-creating this sacred space, this beloved community. As we always say, feel free to do what you need to do to be comfortable this hour. It's all right to keep your camera off if you'd prefer, though it's always nice to see your faces in the gallery view. There'll be opportunities to join in as we go along, but no compulsion. You can quietly lurk with our blessing. You know how to find us if you want to be in touch later on. In this morning's service, we'll blend the traditional elements of a Christmas carol service, which you might expect, with some more Unitarian takes on the season. There are probably more Bible readings this morning than most of us will have heard in one Unitarian service for a while. No less than five well-known carols for you to sing along with too, if you'd like to. I suspect many of us won't have heard the, the full Christmas story for a while in its original form, so I hope you can relax into that and enjoy the classic imagery. Let's see what we can each hear anew in the old, old story this morning and find our own through it and uh, find out what it means to us. But before we go any further, I'm going to light our chalice as we do each Sunday and at other times when we gather a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universities the world over and which reminds us of the proudly progressive historic religious tradition of which this gathering is part. Today's chalice words are adapted from a piece by Howard Thurman. Let us light candles this Christmas. Candles of joy despite all sadness. Candles of hope where despair keeps watch. Candles of courage for fears ever present. Candles of peace for tempest tossed days. Candles of graces to ease heavy burdens. 
candles of love to inspire all the days of our living. Candles that will burn all the year long. Time now for our first carol. I've got to squeeze them in all over the place this morning. All of the carols and the, the choir pieces this morning are taken from recordings of our last few carol services in person in 2017, 18 and 19. So please do excuse any rustling or coughing you may hear. We weren't intending to record them for broadcast especially. And through the rest of the service, our carols will be unannounced. So you can have a nice surprise as each one comes along. take a moment to think of all those joys and concerns we've heard expressed and the ones we know are unexpressed all those little windows into our shared human condition and the life of the wider world let's hold them in a spirit of loving kindness as we move into a time of prayer based on some words by Tom Sharder you might want to get comfortable first you might want to close your eyes or soften your gaze might be a posture that helps you feel more prayerful whatever works for you let's get into the right state of body and mind to pray together to be fully present in this shared sacred time and space with ourselves with each other 
with that which is both within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. As we turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is, we tune in to your holy presence within us and amongst us. Thou who moves among the stars of the cold, clear sky, whose voice whispers in the silence of falling snow, whose silence stills our hearts and leaves us wondering and waiting. We are seeking Christmas, searching in this season for a hidden door to a forgotten room in the house of our very being, where we can live the lives we were meant to live. We are searching for Christmas, seeking in this season to be finally persuaded that hope is not just a good idea, that love is not naive, and that faith is not just the brave face that we put on a hopeless situation. The fear of all the world is that you have left us alone here, that this here and now world is all there is or could ever be. The hope of our age is that you have indeed met us where we are, at an inn at the very end of the world, that we might have assurance. You lift a lantern to light our path in these hard times so we may follow your way through the bitter weather. Grant us a measure of your comfort and peace this Christmas. Fill us each with hope and good cheer, even in the midst of troubles. Grant that each one be enfolded in spirit by their loved ones, whether near or far. In the tumult of this season, we pray that you speak a word of encouragement and grace to every human heart. And in a quiet moment now, let us each look back over the week just gone bringing to mind all the cares and concerns of our own life and the lives of those people and causes we care about. Let's take a few moments to sit quietly together in prayer with all that weighs on our hearts this day. Let us also take a moment to notice all the good that's happened in this past week. Let's bring to mind some of the blessings, be they small or large, that have graced our days. Let's take a little longer to sit quietly in prayer with these good memories and give thanks for them. Spirit of life, God of all love, as this time of prayer draws to a close, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness, and we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. 
as we look forward to the coming week. Help us to live well each day and be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen. reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a, Mary, to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Mary, thou art highly favoured, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast her mind to what manner of situation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then Mary 
said unto the angel, How shall this be? I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born in thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath conceived a son in her old age, and this shall be her sixth month with her, who is called barren, for, God, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it with me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. This reading is also from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth their firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace good will toward men and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven the shepherds said to one another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord have made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, 
glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. This reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least amongst the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way.
move in now into a time of meditation. I'm going to share some words by Kate Brady McKenna to take us into a time of shared silence. These words invite us to reflect on what the Christmas story might mean for us as Unitarians, even if many of us might struggle with the traditional version of events. We'll hold a few minutes silence with our Advent wreath on screen, and then we'll hear a version of the Coventry Carol recorded by our quartet in 2018. So let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable. Feel free to meditate in your own way. They say a story can carry a truth far greater than the literal truth. We Unitarians know the value of stories. We know they carry truth. We know they carry more truth than just the plain truth ever can. Maybe we can't believe a virgin gave birth to the Son of God, but we can believe that all births are miracles worthy of celebration and wonder. Maybe we can't believe angels brought revelations, but we can believe truth can be revealed through the actions and words of those who dare to speak it and to act it. Maybe we can't believe the angels sang to shepherds, but we can believe that those revelations about life can come to and through even those we think are the most humble. Maybe we can't believe the wise men traveled to see the newborn baby king, but we can believe that we should never be too lofty or think ourselves too clever or too rich to see the wonder and majesty in tiny things. Maybe we can't believe that Jesus brought back the light by redeeming our sins, but we can believe in a leader and teacher and prophet who brought and brings illumination to the lives of those who wish to listen. We can believe in the light, always we can believe in the light. Maybe we can't believe the Christmas story, but we can believe in it as a story which points to a truth greater than we can possibly imagine.
I'm going to invite you now to join in, if you wish, with a responsive piece, A Litany for the Season by Peter Friedrichs. This draws on some of the imagery of the Christmas story and acknowledges some of the difficult feelings and memories that might be around for us at this time of year. Perhaps in calling to mind and honouring some of these more complicated realities of our lives, we might be able to set at least some of them aside and make a little space for something new in the days ahead. I'm going to put the words up on screen and I invite you to respond to each line with the words we remember, we forgive, we love. For gifts we yearned for but did not receive. We remember, we forgive, we love. For things we received but never wanted, we remember, we forgive, we love. For those who offered us cheer when what we needed was comfort, we remember, we forgive, we love. For those who gave us gifts but never their presence, we remember. We forgive, we love. For those who offered us love, but we could not accept it. We remember, we forgive, we love. For ourselves, who could not give what was needed. We remember, we forgive, we love. For those we have loved deeply, who have left us too soon. We remember, we forgive, we love. For holidays that didn't live up to our hopes, we remember, we forgive, we love. For ghosts of Christmas past that haunt us to this day, we remember, we forgive, we love. For those who, like the innkeeper, turned us away, we remember, we forgive, we love. And for those we rejected, fearing we had no room in our homes or our hearts, we remember, we forgive, we love. For the times we saw a star in the east but failed to follow it, we remember, we forgive, we love. And for times we followed it faithfully, but it did not lead where we hoped. We remember, we forgive, we love. For wise beings whose gifts we rejected, we remember, we forgive, we love and for those whom we thought were wise and trusted to our detriment. We remember, we forgive, we love. For miracles gone unnoticed until it was too late. We remember, we forgive, we love. For salvation that still has yet to arrive. We remember, we forgive, we love. For all these things, we pray that we may be granted an abiding serenity in all our memories and that we may find peace now and in the days to come. Amen. Just one more reading for us now. Uh, this is from Maria, a piece of her own choosing and one which calls to mind happier Christmas memories. This is a poem from John Figueroa, a very famous Jamaican poet, and it's dedicated to my two aunties, Auntie Jean and Auntie Mamie, who were celebrating Christmas together 
on the Wallace Hill in Trelawney, Jamaica. Christmas breeze. Auntie would say, ah, oh, Christmas breeze, as the northern leapt from the continent across Caribbean seas, across our hills to herald Christmas. Ham boiling in the yard, plum pudding in the cloth. Let three stones bear the pot and feed the hat find fire. This breeze in August cools a summer's day here in England. In December in Jamaica, we would have called it cold, cold Christmas breeze. Thringing the hilltops with its tumble of cloud, bringing in imported apples and dances and rum for older folk. And for us, some clothes and a pair of shoes squeezing every toe and midnight mass, Adesti Fidelis. Some faithful came and why not a little drunk, some overdressed but ever faithful, like Christmas breeze returning every year, bearing not August's end, nor October's, wind and rain but Christmas and starlights, and a certain sadness except for midnight mass and the faithful, the night when Christ was born. I miss celebrations, but I miss most the people of faith who greeted warmly every year the Christmas breeze. Just a few announcements now. I'll try and speed through them because as you can see, we're running a little long. Thanks to all our readers this morning and to our host, to our quartet and Peter, who didn't get a credit earlier because I forgot Peter probably played most of these hymns for us too. Um, we had hoped to record a new video of the quartet at church last week, but circumstances conspired to make that impossible. I certainly hope we'll see and hear them in person sometime next year. We'll have virtual coffee time after the service as usual. Feel free to stay and chat if you'd like. If that's not your thing, as I said earlier on, get in touch via email if you'd like to introduce yourself. If you can bear it, we like to take a group photo after the closing music, so stick around. We'll be back on Friday evening at five o'clock for our special candlelit Christmas Eve service on Zoom. Very contemplative, very Unitarian. Feel free to invite your friends and remember to bring a candle and dress up if you feel like it. There'll also be a midwinter themed service uh, at 10.30 on Boxing Day, also on Zoom. Got coffee morning on Tuesday at 10.30. There's still spaces for this week's Heart and Soul on the theme of caring tonight. There won't be a Friday Heart and Soul this week because of Christmas Eve, but there'll be a special festive Heart and Soul on Boxing Day to bring our Sunday and our Friday regulars together. Even if you've never been before, never too late to start. This congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings and we encourage you to keep in touch during the week, drop each other a line and look out for each other as best we can, especially while we're still mostly online. The West London Green Spirit Group has a winter solstice and Yuletide gathering taking place in person this Tuesday at 1.30. And also I think you can join that via Zoom. Contact Sarah for details of both of those things. 
And looking further ahead, I encourage you to sign up for our How to Be a Unitarian online course that will take place over six Thursday evenings, starting on the 6th of January. The idea of this course is to help people get a sense of our Unitarian tradition and find their place in it. It should be particularly valuable for newcomers, but I want to encourage long-standing members to sign up to share your wisdom and make connections with others from the congregation and the country. There are about 15 people signed up already, and I expect it to grow more before January. There'll be some talk content, some relatively short readings for you to look at between sessions if you feel like doing extra homework. But the heart of the course is personal reflection and group exploration of what it means to be a Unitarian today. Let's squeeze in one more carol before we close. I hope you've got enough puff for this one. Ding dong merrily on high. Christmas, let us go in the spirit of love, never knowing when or where we may find the divine, yet conscious of that persistent spark within each and every one of us, and the unfolding beauty of this life we share, despite everything. May the wonder and the mystery of the season fill our minds. May the companionship of friends and family fill our hearts. May the blessings of the earth and food and drink fill our bodies. And may the love of God illuminate our souls as we go out and meet the days to come. Amen.
Oh.